0: Onto the science fiction. Story number one, A Beer at the End of the World, written by Ira Koza. Hold my beer. Those were the first words I heard from a human, at least directed towards me. I soon found an aluminium can in my hand and a human male running full sprint towards what they called a bonfire. I glanced down at the can and the blue and silver logo spelled out Michelob Ultra. Why did he want me to hold this? I looked back at the mail. Almost the exact second I looked up, I saw the human male leave the ground, tuck his legs up, and clear the waist-high pile of the debris that was engulfed in flames. A chorus of cheers came from the other bonfire attendees. I personally was stunned. Why did he risk serious injuries just now? Why had he developed the need to do that? Even as I wondered this, I watched him do it again. Backwards, this time. Others joined in, leaving their beers and drinks sitting on the plastic tables and chairs that sat hastily assembled in the heart of the grassy field. The damp grass trickled the bare feet on the human form. The vehicles sat around the back into a semicircle. Pickup trucks, they were called. More humans sat in the beds of these trucks, simply watching, laughing and smiling. One truck had a number of broken pallets and pre-cut wood. Another had no less than eight coolers full of alcoholic beverages. This was what the humans called a bonfire, I deduced, a way to burn or stress. I glanced at each face and found some kind of smile on every one of them. These humans were a strange lot. Building fires for fun and recreation Woohoo! And then playing in said fire I had been to Earth several times in my tenure Each time it was different Each time interesting for different reasons The first time I visited the humans They were slaughtering each other over some strange nonsense of a man named Hutu And a woman named Tutsi In a small country in the continent of Africa I was more than slightly worried after that encounter My report then was grim As was the next of my second visit As I witnessed a vastly more powerful nation Invade and conquer A mountainous place called Chechnya But now as I stand in this field In the state they call Tennessee And gaze at the beauty of the mountains to the east I see something that I missed on my last two visits I missed true humanity Even now, with their entire species on the brink of extinction These young people find joy This was a sight of humans I had yet seen Every one of them were troubled Every one of them knew what had happened just three days ago Once again, war was upon them Not simple insurgencies that their parents and themselves had known since they were young But true war between nations The bear against the eagle, as their internet had put it this war was one escalation away from annihilation, from human extinction. And yet, I watched as one human male failed to clear the debris, falling into the raging flames, then watched as he rolled out and, while laughing, was dosed with beer. No medical attention was given, simply beer. The human that had fallen found his feet and let loose a victorious yell, fist in the air. This same human would soon find himself in combat, mere weeks from this moment. As I watched that raised fist closed on a fresh can, I watched his eyes. I wondered if this human knew that he was going to face, knew the horrors that he would face. Those thoughts would be on my mind. They would be my only thoughts. How they would be the only thoughts any of the Cthulhu would have. And yet, this human celebrated his humanity in such a manner. His comrades joined him, cans and bottles outstretched to the darkening night sky Perhaps I misunderstood humans if all of them were like this Well, my report would be brighter a fair at least Music began playing, a radio on the trucks It was an older song I'd heard when I first came to the earth those many years ago The man who sold the world i had grown to like it I listened to it as the song transformed into another song Back in black And then another And another Soon the energy of the night was gone It must be close to midnight, I thought I looked around Those who had partaken in drinks more than the others Now laid upon the ground and in trucks Passed out as they would say A few sat awake One female and four males A pair, a male and a female, sat next to each other on the gate at the end of the male's truck. Their hands sat holding each other up, temple to temple. Another pair, two males, laid in the grass staring at the stars. They held a conversation. Nothing that interested me, but still a curious sight. The last male sat sipping on a long brown glass bottle at red-blue-moon-bulgain-white next to the fire. Ever so often he would toss a spare piece of wood or debris into the fire I grew curious and decided to sit next to him Hello, I greeted He responded by tipping his bottle in my direction You enjoying yourself? I heard myself ask Knowing how awkward it sounded Training had taught us to avoid conversation when possible But this human piqued my interest Hmm? He glanced my way out of the corner of his eye there was a kind eyes, much older than the male who sat beside me. ''Yeah, that was a good idea,'' he answered curtly. ''His mind was somewhere else, somewhere far from here.'' He sipped his beer and stared into the fire. ''What's your name again?'' the male asked. ''Sorry, I'm not good with names.'' ''John,'' I answered. ''A common name, a simple name, a good name.'' The male turned his head and extended his hand. ''Nice to meet you, John.'' Unless I've already done this, in which case, nice to meet you again, John. Accepting the hand, performing the greeting ritual as I had several times before. I'm David. Nice to meet you, David. New on campus, he inquired. Relatively. Transferred last month. Nice. Where from? Stanford. I Stanford. David glanced at me again, a playful grin in his eyes. It was strange. You left Stanford to come to UTC here in Bumfrick, Tennessee. I suppose so, I answered confidently. Stick to your story. Always be confident. Remember to blend in. My training scratched at the back of my head. Better scenery, I said, gesturing towards the mountains. I'll give you that, he replied. Nothing is more beautiful than chillaway away in the fall. I hope you get the chance to see it, John. Why do you say that? I knew the answer. I clicked on the recording device in my inner ear. You know why. He turned his head to the twenty or so young adults, males and females, passed out in the grass and gestured with his head. How many of them will be dead next month? David asked. A quarter, a half. This won't end well for anyone. That is a very pessimistic view. Pessimistic? He shrugged and nodded. Yeah, but nothing will matter when the bomb drops. I watched as he glanced at the young female passed out next to his leg. With a somber smile, he picked the grass from her hair. I wasn't sure how to respond to that. He was right, and to say it so casually, he had accepted what was to happen as well. David bent over and kissed his partner's forehead. Do you think there's aliens out there? David asked. I kept my face emotionless as I answered. Seems impossible for there not to be, I said. It was a question I had heard so many times that the answer was automatic. He looked at me again. Why do you think we don't hear them? See them? I watched him. His entire demeanor had changed. The question was important to him. I mean, maybe they kill themselves before they get to the stars. Maybe they don't advance fast enough. Maybe. Maybe. He shook his head with a his spear. Maybe they're like humans, I offered. Yeah, I watched as he lightly wrapped the female's hair between his fingers. Suddenly, a buzzer sounded. The truck's radio. Three distinct buzzers followed by a long tone. I wondered at the meaning, but knew it wasn't good by the human's body language. A robotic voice cracked through the speakers. This is a national emergency. The following message has been transmitted as a request of the United States government. David bit his lip and lowered his head The two males clasped each other's hands and the pair on the truck embraced This is not a test A nuclear attack is occurring against the United States A large number of nuclear missiles have been spotted heading for the continental United States These missiles are expected to strike within the next 20 minutes All citizens are advised to seek out shelter immediately Please stay tuned for further messages from the President of the United States David raised his head. You know what my life dream was? He asked no one. A dull roar could be heard now. I glanced back at the west to see a number of missiles climbing higher in the atmosphere. I wanted to see Earth from space and shake hands with an alien. I met his eyes. When uh, when I was a young boy, maybe five or so, my grandparents took me to Florida. While we were there, I, uh, I got to see a space shuttle launch. And I remember thinking, that's incredible. He laughed. Ever since I was determined to go to space, to see the stars and the only gods could, I pledged to be the first human to meet an alien, to shake hands with an alien, or see an alien in my lifetime. Because our story is not on Earth. Our story is written in the stars. Soft sobs surrounded me as David spoke, and I felt he was sincere. I pondered my decision. I know the consequences. What would you do if you met an alien? I asked. David half smiled. I'd give him the moon. He said simply, You'd what? I asked, puzzled. David smiled, but tears were in his eyes. There's this old Zen story about an old man that lives on a mountain. One day, as the man is away, a thief breaks into his house of the old man and ransacks it. But finds nothing but a bowl for rice David paused Small white dots had appeared in the stars The old man comes home to find the thief And confronts him in his home The old man is moved with compassion And takes pity on the thief He takes off his robe and gifts it to the thief So that he won't leave empty-handed After traveling so far David wiped the tears from his eyes Later that night The old man is sitting outside naked And he watches the moon pass over him And he says Poor fellow left too early I wish I could have given him this beautiful moon Imagine the knowledge we could share The breakthroughs, the language, the cultures David continued I'd give them everything I'd give them the moon I was left speechless Without thinking my hands crept up to my faceplate David, I said He turned his head to face me again With a hiss my faceplate was removed Cold night air and the smell of smoke swept into the mechanical suit and that encased my body. David's eyes widened with awe as I left the deconstruction begin. I knew the consequences. My atoms were being teleported millions every second back to the ship. I would be tried and executed. I knew this, but this was my moon, I suppose. I saw a smile creep across David's eyes once more. Contentment. That's what I saw, just as the sun ignited just over the horizon. End our story. Story number two. Knives in the Shadows written by Cold Fire Night. We found that many Terran planets were lush and teeming with life. Others were barren but rich with much desired resources. So we claimed them all. It was over soon after it began We wiped their ships from the heavens Struck their armies from the lands And took their planets for our own We broke their spine and kept their weakest hostage Forcing them to serve us We thought that we had ended it when we conquered them That they would have no spirit left to fight with That they could cause no harm We did not understand our mistake It should have been over That they should have been broken, but still they took our lives They bled us drop by drop No matter how many of them we killed We never found as many bodies as there should be If we found bodies at all Our people were no longer willing to come to these planets Our warriors were no longer willing to risk their lives to hold worlds empty of our own kind We left the Terrans to their worlds, but still did not understand our mistake Generations later, they came for us, our ships vanished, our outposts went dark, our planets fell silent, one by one They now come out of the shadows, deadly, vengeful, and, worst of all, silent We only learned it was the Terrans when they showed us they held our children We finally understand our mistake We took their children, now they take us all